the five senses. We experience the world through them. We see the sights, hear the sounds, smell, well, the smells. Sometimes our senses move us. After all, who doesn't love the scent of fresh linens or that first bite of a ripe apple? First notes of our favorite song can make us smile, and a simple touch of a hand of a loved one can quiet the world. Some tastes transport us. Some sights take our breath away. Music can always soothe a savage beast. And some say the most direct way to any man's heart still goes by way of his stomach. But what if we could mix it up, flip the switch, mix and match, and upset the whole damn apple cart? What if you could see a symphony, or maybe even hear a sunset? Imagine if you could taste the color blue. Sounds crazy, right? But what if we broke down all the things we think we know and take a fresh look and listen at what it truly means to taste? What if we unplugged, took a step back, unlearned what got us here anyway, and just looked at everything with fresh eyes? What would we see? What would we taste? And where would it take us? Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, and it is definitely happy hour. I am Louise Salas, your host and barstool buddy. And with me is the very talented and true mastermind behind our bar, Gina. Hello, everyone, and uh, thanks, Louise. But if you want to talk talented, we should get to know today's guest. Yes, you are right. Today's guest is a true talent, and we are happy to have him joining us here at the Napoleon House in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Today, bellying up to our bar is designated drinker Jamie Simpson, culinary director of the Culinary Vegetable Institute. Welcome to the show, Jamie. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, uh, why don't we just jump right in and uh, tell us what's behind this Culinary Vegetable Institute of yours? The Culinary Vegetable Institute is like, um, like the, I guess I'd say the Area 51 of food and beverage built by, designed by some very... I guess influential chefs of the of the industry and Trotter and Ducasse and Keller came together and designed this kitchen on a farm called the Chef's Garden that, cool. gr- that grows 600 varieties of vegetables for restaurants to 14 countries. It's, wow. It's amazing. And again, how large is this again? I mean, the farm is 300 acres. The Institute is on 100 acres. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So how long have you been there? Almost five years. Gina, you've been. I have been. I'm lucky enough to um, have been invited and to pair drinks with uh, Jamie at the Institute um, for, I don't know, was it 20 people? Ish. 20-ish people. And they were all um, different people from like all over the country. And I mean, you don't even know. It's epic. You walk into anywhere. They took us on a tour. And my favorite whole part of the experience was we went into a greenhouse that was as far as your eyes can see. Uh, red and purple and yellow and they were growing microherbs and it smelled amazing. I bet. It was special and and so much labor goes into that and love and we met a dirt um, uh, dirt science science scientist and she was amazing. She's like, you should taste the dirt. We're like, yes, I want to taste all of your dirt. I'm eating dirt and I'm like happy about it. Kathy, she's incredible. Yeah. Eating dirt. I ate, yeah. I and we gladly ate it, and it was beautiful and amazing. That's crazy. I know, I know, right? It's crazy to say that, right? Yeah. I remember when you were there, you actually texted me, you uh, sent me a photo of carrots. 
carrots were. <laughs> Jamie, those carrots. So there's a there's fields and fields of uh, carrots, and they're in the greenhouse, and um, the, the soil's super loose. So Jamie's like pulling them up for everybody. He's like, just eat it with the dirt on it. It's better. So we're all sitting there eating it. There's sand and dirt and everyone's teeth and everyone's gnawing on it, eating the tops. We're like, I, I don't know. But I guess I felt like um, almost like Mr. Ed, if you would. <laughs> and I got a really special treat, you know, and while I was being the That's talking nice. horse. I don't know. <laughs> we love our carrots. It's really an agricultural model that doesn't exist anywhere else, though. If you could imagine most big farms, maybe 1,200 acres and two or three employees and a guy on a combine that kind of munts through it. And yeah. We're on 300 acres and there's 200 employees. And we're wow. only growing on, on 88 of those acres this year. Yeah. So the, the, the land to... to the labor ratio is crazy and it, it's amazing though it's so meticulous and if you behind the bar you know need a, a, a two and three quarter inch marigold petal you're gonna get it that's yeah. craziness it, it is the, it's that labor of love and the passion behind it i take it absolutely i mean look at that so that's how it comes like so it comes in a package and it's just like beautiful and you have all these ingredients and spoiling and the spoils of the earth mm-hmm. i don't I don't know, it's, you kind of, once you experience it, you want to experience it over and over again. That, that makes, absolutely. you know, if anybody salivating that's listening, I, I feel like you should be, because, you know, yeah. you're eating colors and textures and tastes and, and history. Like, J- Jamie, can you elaborate a little bit on uh, peas and carrots, like, really quickly? Peas and carrots? Yeah, like the beginning of, uh, of uh, sure. vegetables. I yeah. love it. Yeah, well, this is going back towards more of the Institute. The Institute is on the farm. The farm is where we've been so far the institute itself really can take a single ingredient and focus on it uh, more so than most restaurant models if you can imagine we're only open to the public three days a month and we're open for private events two or three days a week wow so the remainder of that time is really in 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 marigold world <laughs> or, or in gina's case uh, peas and carrots world <laughs> And, you know, it turns out that peas and carrots have been a friend for 4,800 years. The carrot, really? The carrot, closer to 5,000, and the pea, 4,800. And they both come from the Nile River Delta, which is, was a rich agricultural region. Yes. And in the early, early, early parts of, of agriculture and cultivation in general. So I could imagine what a what the peas and carrots was like 4,800 years ago. It was a dried, it was a hard, woody carrot that was never used for its root, but only for its herb, its leaf, and its spice, its seed, okay? Yeah. And the pea was never eaten like a sweet little round thing. It was always the dried seed reboiled in whatever. Wow. Uh, and eaten. So, That's interesting. So it would have been peas and carrots 4,800 years ago would have been <laughs> dried peas boiled with uh, carrot herb leaf and maybe some carrot spice like ground or mashed on top. That's the dish. Uh, oh, I should do that. We should do that. Yeah, that's kind of, I was thinking like, wow, we could do an entire like beginning of time. Like, yeah. like what did you eat? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking of that, instead of going back in time, you guys are going forward in time correct about a dinner you're doing here recently or near future it's a dinner in the future about the future (laughs) (laughs) you were right (laughs) i'm dizzy it it is um you want to explain it you want me to explain it i want you to explain it 
So we had this, uh, this uh, I had this vision of the year 2100 and what it looks like and um, what the message looks like of, of you know, f like food. And in, in my world, it's very hot. You know, there is no more meat, we've exhausted it. Uh, and water is extremely precious and salt is a commodity. And people wearing light colored clothing because it's very hot. And um, you don't eat the things that you uh, have, like you take for granted now, salads and stuff like that. They're just, they're only for like the very wealthy vegetables or where you get your water from. So this dinner is a focus on the beauty of what vegetables are, what, what, what you can get from vegetables and it starts um, in a color, starts in blue and it goes through uh, red and orange and yellow and green and then it ends in violet. And that is what um, riches will be then. And it's really sending a message to the people that are coming to dine and it's a vegetarian dinner. And it's showing them that like, look how amazing food can be without the meat. And if you just delete one meal of meat out of your diet once, that you could actually make it so this isn't your future. Because what most people don't understand is slaughtering and I eat meat. This is not coming from like a place of like I don't you know eat these things. Um, is uh, it causes a lot of methane and 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 you know ruining the ozone. It's not just that. It's the pollution that comes off of it Absolutely. and stuff like that. And yep. for me, that's a, a message. Now, am I going to shove that down someone's throats going to dinner? No. But you will uh, pour down some really good drinks. I will pair <laughs> with Jamie's food and uh, and uh, Jamie is a culinary master of the vegetable. And I have to tell you, I've worked with, I don't know, hundreds of chefs making dinners all over the world. And I've never been so um, taken aback the way I was when I went to, I went to Ohio. Yes, and Milan, I, and, Ohio. And I was just moved in a different way and with experiences of herbs. And, and I, I, think, I think personally that he's affected, uh, that, that trip has affected my, my cocktails immensely. And how I look at ingredients now, and how much and how much more precious they are. Mm -hmm. And um, I want you to elaborate a little bit on what you do. From uh, he's got this philosophy of there is no waste. Right. Yeah. We we started with you know the goal, the ultimate goal of the CVI, the Culinary Vegetable Institute, is to build and maintain a sustainable model that works. Uh, this existence out there that can be open a couple days a month and exist sustainably. And when you do that in any food and beverage outlet, you have to find there is an inherent waste, just with vegetables, especially when you're dealing with produce. So we certified the institute as a cannery. Oh. And we got pigs, and we got chickens, and we got all kinds of, like, uh, really just, we went back in, the, in, in time, really, to, to explore history and how things were preserved. We're looking at the newest, most ridiculous cutting-edge um, technology today to help us to help us preserve things as well. So, with really minimizing waste and the weight of our garbage can, ultimately yeah. is the was the most important step that we've taken to maintain the sustainable model. The it's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. So you're reflecting this all in a dinner here at Tales of the yeah. Cocktail. One of the courses tomorrow, actually, um, Orange, yeah. is direct relationship to, um, to, to what, how important preservation 
could be, and it used to be. I think oftentimes when you look at that kind of post-apocalyptic view of society of what the future might look like in, in, in that kind of case, you almost have to look back in time to understand what they were dealing with before they had certain things, you know, and how they survived. Um, so one of the courses, yeah, we're doing this um, dehydrated, rehydrated carrot, and the carrot is 87% moisture, water. So when you dehydrate the, the carrot, you're left with 13% of its original volume, and then we were gonna re we've rehydrated them in carrot juice for a more concentrated, more delicious carrot. But it's a preserved carrot. It would last for a, a hundred years in a root cellar. Wow. And we're saucing that with a carrot caramel um, because carrots are 17 degrees bricks. So they're so high in sugar, you can reduce that down to a caramel without adding anything, you know? Without adding any more sugars. You don't have to add sugar. You just wow. mount a little butter in there to balance it out like you would a butterscotch or something like that. And then and then we're serving it with freeze-dried mandarin oranges and um, and these like marigold, dried marigold petals and some vinegar and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's kind of interesting when you look at just preservation alone and what those, what those kinds of things can provide for the plate. It's well, I can tell you, I'm uh, looking quite. For, I'm very, very um, fortunate and looking uh, forward to uh, partaking and sitting down and enjoying this great meal with these great drinks to accompany it. He's a mastermind. I mean, mm. do you know what it's like to get a menu from him and then go, okay, pair this. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then and trying to think like how um, Jamie thinks very um, well. At least what I believe is that you think very circularly. Like you come back to where you begin usually, and I've known you very short time and. Yet, um, professionally, I, I feel like I could, um, I don't know, I could go like outside in the street right now and just pick some stuff and be like, let's cook this, and we yeah. could totally make an epic um, pairing, so. Uh, considering we are in the French Quarter, I don't know that you want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, I'm just saying, on the streets of New Orleans, love her. She's a little gritty, though. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we can go down to some of these streets and get some Spanish moss. We learned that you can use Spanish moss uh, to make tea. So we can start there and then eat some bugs and move on. I don't know. What I think is most interesting about this particular event is we've been, we've been driving down that path of pairing food with cocktails. Food with cocktails. Food with cocktails. And then in, in Charlotte, Boise from William Grant and Sons, and I initially met, which is how we met, you know, mm -hmm. the idea that there is so much more control in a glass with a shaker and um, a bar full of ingredients than there can be with a bottle of wine, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've always, I, don't get me wrong, I love wine and food pairings, but uh, the cocktails you have to manage acidity and sweetness and herbaceousness and undertones and bitters and every and temperature and bead on carbonation and every you have the ability to do so much more behind a behind a bar than you do by opening a opening a bottle of wine i think there's no reason why a, a food and cocktail pairing shouldn't work no you know yeah it's like an and it's an extension of the dish yeah, you could do. I mean, yes, and then, but what's fun is with it. At least I think, is that some things can be opposite or and the same. The dish is an extension of the glass. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 
I love that, and I like how like I like how you just described it. I think that's really um, it's smart, but um, like, but your dishes are differently composed. A lot of chefs still live in the world of you need a starch and a sugar and something sweet and savory and this and that, and then you have a gastrique and it's pork and you know yeah, what I mean. Like the, they still live there, and you. The fundamental of that is balance, though, and I yeah. and, and I do still live there, and it's like if you need a gastrique with pork, it's for acidity, you know, with fat. And we're still there. It's just different. You just just kind of pull it apart a little bit and understand why the gastrique is there, and then we can. I mean, I, I think you pull it apart way more than that. I think <laughs> I think I think what you do is you have this rubber band and you pull and you stretch the limits so far that the middle is so thin, but it holds on. Sometimes it and slaps it comes me back. in the face. Yeah, no, not no, it doesn't. <laughs> it just comes back and it's just a rubber band again, and which is super amazing, is because you go that on the limit out mm-hmm. and on the you throw yourself on a limb. I mean, yeah. I think that's. That's what's a, it's amazing, and, and there's 40 lucky people that get to come to this. That'll be fun. So you know what, Gina? You are also lucky, because now you get to make this man a drink. All right. I'm into that. Okay. So uh, making a drink for Jamie is um, a difficult challenge because he gets so many people to make him wonderful cocktails all the time. But we are in New Orleans, and one thing that I love about New Orleans is that uh, it's the home uh, the daiquiri, right? You have to say that. We're not in Cuba, but the daiquiri <laughs> is most famous here uh, outside of outside of uh, Cuba, if you will. So we made a version of the daiquiri, which is done with um, Bacardi white rum, and then we used uh, um, fresh um, grapefruit oleo. And a grapefruit oleo is a simple syrup that's actually not cooked, and it's steeped with grapefruit peels. And it just sits, and a little bit of vinegar in this one, so it's really nice. And then it is, um, inside of there I put um, a, just a touch of Aphrodite bitters, which I am like kind of obsessed with right now, and I love it. And then I finished it off with just a bit of red chiso for like a little poppin' flavor. Um, and then one ounce of grapefruit juice, fresh grapefruit juice, because there is no substitute. And then I chilled a coupe glass. So I'm gonna give this a shake, throw out the ice from the coupe, so Gina, tell me what Sea Show is, correct? It's the best sound of the night, right? What is it, Jamie? Shiso. Shiso is an herb that is related to basil. It's actually um, right in front of us. Oh. It's in the mint family, and you can identify it by its square stem. Oh, sure enough. You see it? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's often used in Japanese food. It's often for very light, very clean things. You find it at sushi bars and stuff like that. But shiso is a, is a nice, subtle, aromatic thing. And, and Gina, you know I have a thing for grapefruit and shiso. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I might, and I might add that in this, I did put a pinch of um, something golden, but I feel like I want to keep it a surprise just to see if uh, Jamie can identify it. Oh, holy cow. Because even... color, color is so important. So on top, we have just a beautiful mix of uh, coleus and shiso and then a little bud of mint, just because you have to give the man who lives on a garden something beautiful to look at. So those are all herbs that you have floating on top. If anyone wasn't sure what those were. Yes. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. What do you think? It's... There is something in there that's uh, it's delicious. It's um, it's grapefruit and shiso. Is there celery? Nope, but you're close. 
It's got very similar flavors. Look at the color. The color is a dead giveaway. It's carrot juice. It's not. I love okay. this game. I stumped the chef. Yes. What is it? <laughs> it's a little bit of turmeric. He doesn't believe you. <laughs> it is. It's turmeric. It's perfect. He doesn't have to believe me. It's delicious. The grapefruit and the turmeric together is, is amazing. Awesome. So did she, uh, apparently you did not pass the test of that, um, but did she pass the test, Jamie? Yes, always. Every single time we work together. Awesome. Well, at least you have a, a happy camper in the end. Failed to identify, which is also very fun. It's, it's kind of nice seeing that uh, red glow that you have now that you just won. Um, I would like to say one thing, though, if you want to get any of these herbs. Oh, yes. Uh, Jamie, please. what is the website to order from? Chefsgarden.com. www.chefs-garden.com. You can order online, even for your home. That's great. If you're looking to cook or make cocktails or do anything, there's a list of almost 700 varieties of vegetables oh, great. available. Awesome. And then the other website you want to make uh, note of is designated designateddrinker.show that's designateddrinker.show where you can find all the recipes and the step-by-step from Gina herself so we all know what time it is it is last call and it's time for us to wrap Uh, we don't have to go home Jamie we just have to get the hell out of here